Hey, it's Kyle Meredith, host of the Kyle Meredith with podcast, presented by WFPK at WFPK.org and the Consequence Podcast Network. It's a series that puts the spotlight on iconic musicians and actors, inviting them to drop by and talk about their latest projects, whether it's albums, TV shows, films, or beyond. I'm going to say something I don't want to say. Here it goes. Without Spinal Tap, there is no Tenacious D. Whoa. <laughs> Man. We get great stories and the biggest scoops from people like Garbage's Shirley Manson, the 1975's Matty Healy, Jack Black and Kyle Gass of Tenacious D, Maya Hawk, Kiefer Sutherland, and everyone in between. New episodes arrive every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, so it's a great way to keep up with your favorite artists and discover some new ones. You can find Kyle Meredith with on the Consequence Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Good for a Weekend, the podcast where two friends talk about Taylor Swift. I'm Cressy Cornus. And I'm MK Ashford. And this is our introductory episode to welcome MK to the G-Fall team. MK is our new co-host, and I'm so excited. You've heard MK before if you're a listener of the show, because she has been a guest on many of our episodes. Well, I can tell you I'm more excited than you are to join this team. So yeah, I can't wait to talk more about Taylor Swift. It's probably my favorite activity. And we have a lot of really fun episodes coming up. So actually, fun fact, you guys, our episode that we were going to record today was going to be the Lena Dunham episode. That's juicy. And I was writing that. And let me tell you guys, I did not realize just how controversial she was. It's uh, it's going to take a few more days of research on my end. So we decided in lieu of the Lena Dunham episode, we're going to do a fun introductory episode so you guys can get to know MK, get to know her interests, her hobbies. So MK, what do you want our listeners to know about you? My name's MK. It stands for Mary Catherine. I don't remember if I ever mentioned that. Maybe I did in like one of my first um, episodes as a guest. What if it was, like, Mordecai Cornelius? That? I can't believe you just, like, pulled that out of your butt. <laughs> like, where did that come from? It was the first M and other, like, cuff sound name I could come up with. I could have came up with Cressy, wow. but no. No. Okay. Um. Yeah, Mary Catherine. Uh, I, I grew up in Pensacola with Cressy, so, um, yeah. And I am a recently graduated engineer i live in orlando right now that's pretty much it about me um personally but i've been a swifty since i was in the fourth grade so um i think that i have what it takes for this to be honest yeah you're probably like my oldest taylor friend for sure if i think about it like we probably talked red together definitely i I'm famous for telling, so me and Cressy met in yearbook, and um, I'm famous for telling the younger yearbook kids, like after you were gone, I apparently told them way too often that our editor, my freshman year, your sophomore year, was playing the red CD on like a CD player during our yearbook periods when it came out for like a week straight, and I loved that so much. And it like I just thought it was so cool that she did that. So um, 
I told everyone that like often, I guess. And then towards my senior year, they were like, MK, we know the story. Like, yeah. stop talking about it. And I was like, oh, okay. It was just like the best week of my life <laughs> getting to listen to Taylor Swift at school. I also remember when 1989 came out, just how big of a chatter that was in that room. And MK, what year did we meet? Do you know? I think that we really became friends my junior year um maybe a little bit sophomore but more junior when I became like one of the uh, section editors and you were the editor-in-chief so we had to like kind of work together more and then that's I think how we became friends Mm -hmm. so that would have been the year that 1989 came out and that probably also bonded us a lot yeah because I remember we went on a yearbook trip to DC Mm -hmm. And we were waiting for some bus. Could not tell you what the bus was for. Could not tell you where we were going. I don't know if it was a tour. I literally do not know. All I remember was that we bought 1989 tickets together. Yeah. we And it was dark outside. I remember it being dark and waiting on a cold. bus. And we were on the phone with my mom. My poor mother. Yeah, because we had to use your mom's credit card. Yeah, I made her get a Chase credit card or whatever it was that got the <laughs> pre-sale for the tickets. Yep. And, and we spent $400. Each. <laughs> each yeah and and nowadays that doesn't sound like much I guess for floor seats but I do remember that my poor like what an angel my mom is for doing that for us and I made her open a credit card Mm -hmm. and do this for me because we were on a yearbook trip and we couldn't do it ourselves and she came through oh she did we got good floor seats amazing seats it was worth every penny I had to use my subway money to pay for it 10 out of 10 would do it again yeah, very worth it. And I remember that night so clearly. Our It was both of our first Taylor Swift concerts, right? Yep. Okay. And in Atlanta. I, yeah, in Atlanta, Georgia. And I remember walking out of that stadium. A changed woman. Well, it was an arena. It was an arena. But I remember walking out of there, a changed woman, and looking at you and just saying, that felt like a spiritual experience. It was honestly the best night of my entire life. And I know that sounds so dramatic to say. Yeah. But we had so much fun. And whenever I think about it, like sometimes I get emotional because it was just like such a pure time. Like you were a senior in high school. I was a freshman in college. Like nothing bad had happened to us, you know? Like it was just so magical. And we were right there. Like she was right in front of, like we could like see the sweat on her body. It was just, it was magical. I'll have to post a video from that night when we announced this episode. Yeah. And I feel like, 1989 especially but all taylor swift shows like when you see your first one and see how big of a production it is it really makes Mm -hmm. all other concerts pale in comparison yeah because i had been to a lot of concerts for like one direction and five seconds of summer and ed sheeran and demi lovato like a lot of just popular pop people i was really into concerts in high school and when i saw hers i was like oh i'm changed this was different this felt like I just remember watching Out of the Woods and like the last few songs with the birds flying and the yes. paper airplanes. And I was like, oh, this was like church to me. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of ruins other concerts, honestly. I know. It really does. I haven't been to that many in college. So except for Reputation when we did that. So yeah. But I really I think 1989 was better than Reputation as a tour, at least. I'm going to say that. I agree, but I think we are tainted because we had such good seats. 
Yeah. Because remember for Reputation Tour, we did not have floor seats because they were just so expensive. Like we, they were so much more expensive than 1989. Yeah. And I think if we had been able to like see her the way that we did at 1989, I think we would have been like just as good, amazing, perfect, 10 out of 10, you know? I don't know. I really liked how like erythral, is that the word? Ethereal. <laughs> I really liked how ethereal 1989 was like it was very whimsical and the light colors and everything was just so like airy and um it's not my favorite album but it was definitely my favorite tour and again like nothing bad had happened to us yet you know like it was just like a pure time everything about that period and that era and that album is just like pure I have a very specific story about that concert too that I think also boosts how much I like it but I had never seen videos of the 1989 tour or anything. But when she was singing Shake It Off, everyone was obviously dancing and like on their feet too. And when she says, um, I just keep grooving, we did the same dance move, me and Taylor Swift. <laughs> it is, this is true. I can corroborate this. This happened. And I was like, oh my God, we're in sync. Like, yeah. I think we're in She's love. Just like we're me. soulmates. I can't believe. I can't believe that just happened to me. And I was so excited. Not that it was like groundbreaking move, obviously, if Taylor Swift did it. But yeah, I was so excited. It's like, I just did the same thing she did. Our minds. <laughs> Seriously, the best night of my life. I, If I could time travel, I think I would go back to that night. I would too. Right now, I don't think anything better has happened to me yet. So we'll see. Yeah. Maybe when I get married. So, MK, other than Taylor Swift, what kind of music do you like? I usually say my other favorites would be Harry Styles. I think I've touched on that in previous episodes, if you've listened. Um, I really like Casey Musgraves. I tried, I'm trying to get more into indie stuff right now, so I'm into that. I really liked Olivia Rodrigo's album. Yeah. Do you know anything else I like? I'm kind of blanking right now. I think we need to talk about One Direction and your history. Oh, I do like One Direction a lot. <laughs> MK used to have a fan account. Yeah, thank you for exposing me in this way. <laughs> MK is working on our Harry Styles episode that's coming out soon. Oh, I'm so excited about that one. We're going to get into their his relationship with Taylor. We're going to get into his upbringing it and mk is just she's like our resident expert on this so she's she's gonna blow all of our minds cressy i really feel like i could just write the episode from memory but i won't <laughs> we could just go yeah yeah we could just start talking and i could tell you everything about him but i won't another thing we can look forward to is a new logo with me and mk and mk and i are drawing it ourselves so it's either going to be disgusting and everyone's gonna hate it but me and mk or everyone's gonna love it but i think you guys are gonna love it no i think it's gonna be so cute with like the hand-drawn touch on it yeah but i will say i'm like so embarrassed i i downloaded procreate for this and i opened it and i am so unartistic and I kind of forgot how bad I am <laughs> just anything artistic or creative it's everything I've tried has been really ugly so I'll probably be doing the more 
basic things, but I'm really excited to see how it turns out. (laughs) So what is your sun, moon, and rising out of Taylor albums? Oh my gosh, I've put a lot, a lot of thought into this. I think my sun is red. Okay. My moon is reputation. Because I think I'm a lot darker on the inside. I'm actually a Scorpio moon. So I think that that really fits the vibes of my real moon. And I think I would be a folklore rising. Okay, I can see that. Like I come off a little like, I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like if someone met me, they would like they would think my favorite album would probably be folklore. Because I'm like really into it. But deep down, I'm like a red girly. Yeah. That's like, that's my true son. I think, I think I'm a 1989 son, of course. 100%. And I don't, I'm torn between choosing 1989 as my moon as well. Because I think I'm like that on the inside as well. I am over the top and I want attention and success. And I will do whatever it takes to get that inside and out. And to me, that is 1989. Yeah. And then I think I'm a reputation rising. Mmm. Okay. I'm into that. Sassy on the outside. Yeah. Hardcore. I, I think it's interesting that your favorite album is your son. I, like, reputation is my favorite album, but I think it's my moon because I resonate with it so much on the inside. Yeah. Like, I don't come off as a badass. But on the inside, like, I really resonate with it and, like, the love story inside it. And it's just so, it's it makes my yeah. heart warm on the, you know, it's like a, it's definitely a moon album for me. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair assessment. And my son is my second favorite. Or, I don't know. I can't decide between Red and Folklore for number two, but that's a story for another time. I personally feel like Folklore and Evermore, you can't compare them to the other albums. You know, I just... I know. I don't... I just can't compare them to it because it's just so different. So I, I don't even know what my ranking are, my ranking is these days. But it's hard to say that because then in the same vein, like, you shouldn't be able to rank Taylor Swift against Reputation. Yeah. Because they're so different. Just like Folklore and Evermore are, but... It's tough. I think I think truly I would say probably rap, folklore, and then red. So those are your favorite albums. What's your favorite era? My favorite era is 1989. Of course. Iconic. It was just so perfectly executed. What is your favorite music video? Favorite music video? Probably, probably Cardigan. Okay. Honestly, yeah. I remember watching that like laying on my couch when she dropped it and just like my jaw was on the floor and nothing will ever compare to the feeling of like listening to that song and realizing that era was going to be so new and different and Mm -hmm. like poetic I was so excited and the the music video is obviously beautiful yeah okay last question in this little speed round okay everyone has a favorite line from all too well and it speaks volumes of them mine is the idea you had of me, who was she? What's yours? My favorite is 
and then you wondered where I went to as I reached for you, but all I felt was shame as you held my lifeless frame. That's a good one. That one really speaks to me. That's a mic drop line for sure. Yeah. Like if you you know what it feels like to be with someone when you just feel like so empty around them and Yeah, like completely drained. Yeah, yeah, completely drained and all I felt was shame as you it held my lifeless frame. Mm. That's the best line in that song to me. I like it. Thank you. Okay. Now it's time for Nightmares and Daydreams, and we will close out our very first episode with MK as a co-host of Good for a Weekend. Woohoo! Okay, what is your daydream this week, MK? My daydream is not about, like, media or anything this week. It's just about my life. I started a new job, and I'm very excited about it. I think I can say this, but I'm an engineer at Walt Disney World, and that is so exciting to me. So... It's been, like, my dream job since I was 12, probably. For, like, ever? Yes. Forever. For as long as I've known you. Yes. And technically, I'm still just an intern at the moment, but I will be working on getting a full-time job while I'm here, and that's, like, all I can think about this week. Are you happy to be back in Florida? Yeah. I. It feels like home down here, and this Florida is a very different Florida from where we grew up, so... Yeah. I'm a whole Disney adult, so my heart's happy. Yay! Well, we're all very excited for you. I'm very excited for you. And should we do your nightmare next or my daydream next? Let's do your nightmare next. we got to keep everyone on their toes. Okay, okay, nightmare. Honestly, my nightmare, this isn't specific, but it's that I can't find new music. I've been in a music rut, and I need help. So... If someone could send me some suggestions. Okay, what kind of music are you looking for? I kind of want more like indie stuff, you know. I'm into like the um, uh, role model. Is that his name? He's dating Emma Chamberlain now. Um, But I like some of his songs. And that guy that sings Brazil. It got famous on TikTok recently. Um, Just stuff like that. I don't know. Like very summery happy vibes obviously i've been listening to harry's house for a month almost on end i love harry's house i know and i think that might be what's like ruining other music for me like i just can't step away from harry's house right now but i need new music because i like to make playlists for like eras of my life so i usually do a few months at a time and like title my playlist by like summer 22 or whatever There's nothing on it right now. Like, a couple songs and then, like, most of Harry's house. Yeah. And that's it. I love Harry's house. I know I get the criticism. I know that the lyrics are mid, but I don't care. It's a vibe. And his lyrics have never been groundbreaking, okay? We... (laughs) I don't care. I love it. I, I love music for a sushi restaurant. It makes me want to twirl around. It makes me want to twirl. There are not many songs that can do that. I love grapefruit. Uh, some of them have taken some time to grow on me. Like, cinema makes me cringe. Do you mean grape juice? Grape juice. Grape juice. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. Also, cinema is my favorite song on the album. How dare you? It's so cringy, but I, I'm. it's growing on me. It's growing it's on me. It's so catchy. And I feel like his lyrics are not mid. Like, I think that there's a deeper meaning behind them. He was just on drugs. Yeah. 
So I, I get him. I understand him. I'm on the same level. I think I find meaning in almost all the songs. Yeah. Yeah. I love so it. are you not phased by the fact that TikTok has turned Music for a Sushi Restaurant into a Macy's commercial song? Yeah, I've seen that. I don't care. I still like it. Okay. It kind of ruined it for me a little really? bit. I'm not going to lie. I still like the song. I can jam, but in my head is a montage of people like slow motion bouncing in front of a white background in like old navy jeans oh have you seen the um the iphone commercial or it's the airpods commercial for it that's what i picture i haven't because i don't want to ruin it twice oh it's really cute you should watch it. it's like the old ipod commercials oh like you know with like the silhouette with like the lines it's like that but with airpods and i love that that's the first time they've done that since then and those commercials were so iconic that actually is pretty cute so that's really cool Okay, maybe I'll watch it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, my daydream is the season three finale of Barry. I don't know if we have any listeners that watch Barry on HBO with Bill Hader. I love Barry. If you want to get into it, the synopsis is he is a hitman, a paid hitman, and he starts taking acting lessons, and he falls in love with it. So how do you become an expiring actor while being a hitman? Who can tell without watching the show? But it's really good. It's a dark comedy. It's very dark. There are some episodes that are bleak. Capital B, bleak. Um, Do not expect belly laughs, but it's like so dark that when there is a joke, it's funny. You know? Yeah. It's really good. I did not love the third season. It just wasn't as great to me as the first and second season. But the finale of it made it all worth it. The finale was fantastic. The finale was what I wanted. I'm not going to spoil anything, but um, the whole time I was watching season three, I'm like, this thing has to happen. This has to happen or I'm not going to like this. And then it happened. And I was like, okay, thank God. And I love Bill Hader. And that was the series finale? Season finale. There is going to be a season four. Okay. Well, good. I'm happy for you. Thank you. So if you guys have HBO, I do recommend Barry, but it is dark. Okay, and I will say I took your recommendation about Severance on a past daydream. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. That is, like, one of the best shows maybe I've ever seen. Like, top ten. I cannot wait. Top ten TV shows, like, ever made. And it took a second. It's a little slow in the beginning. It took a second to get in. But, oh, my gosh, it was so worth it. So, thank you. I trust all your TV recommendations <laughs> on Daydreams now forever, and everyone else should, too. I am a TV snob, so thank you. That is a very high compliment. Um, there are shows that people recommend to me that I will not name that I do not like, that are... I'll tell you off air, because I don't want to start any arguments in our Discord. But I am a uh. snob. So, Barry is good. Uh, okay. let's get into my nightmare. Yeah, tell me. It's not like a real nightmare. It's not something that really affects anyone but me. But Leah Michelle is going to be in Atlanta on August 16th. That is my birthday. In a venue that is in walking distance of me. And I was like, oh my god, like we have to go to this for my birthday like as a bit. And there's going to be, like, a Q&A with the audience so I could ask her if she knows how to read. Like, yeah. doesn't that sound amazing? I'm like, okay, I know she's a problematic person, but, like... You have to. 
Glee, like Glee is my shit. Like I, I loved Glee. I, I mean, weekly religion. I, Mike's Mike has like a, like a three hour YouTube video, like dissecting Glee. Highly recommend watching that if you're a Glee fan. Oh, I would watch that. I'll, I'll send you the link. It's so like, I'm a big Glee fan. So like I would, I want to see her. Yeah. The cheapest tickets are $85. Miss Leah Michelle, you are not worth $85 for shitty tickets. Like I would spend, I'd spend 60. I I would hope to do like 40 for like the shittiest tickets, you know, 50 with fees, I'd, maybe even 60, but 85, that's like a hundred with fees. And what is she even doing at this event? Singing. Oh no, that's not worth that. Yeah. I know, at City Winery. No, no. And I thought that would be a fun, like, birthday thing for me. Like, I get to see Leah Michelle, like, the meme queen herself. You have to storm the stage with a notepad and ask her to write something. <laughs> Read this. Read what I wrote. But I'm not paying $85, even if it is in walking distance. I'm not doing it. So I'm. that's my nightmare. I, Leah, if you hear this, because I know you listen to podcasts because you can't read. But um, obviously lower the prices for me, girly. I'm a, I'm a fan of Glee. I have a lot of your music saved on my Spotify. That says a lot. Glee ended a long time ago, Leah. Who do you think you are? I'm going to say it. Yeah. And she can come for me, but what is she going to do? Get someone else to write an email? <laughs> anyway, so that's that's my nightmare. We should start you a GoFundMe. <laughs> I just don't want to make my friends pay $85 to see Leah Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's, that's, a, that's so an embarrassing, embarrassing ask of my friends. Like, hey, guys, like I started group chat. Like, here's the link for tickets. Like, no, I can't do that. No, that's embarrassing. Leah Michelle. But yeah, I'd, I'd pay 50 for that, though. I think it would be hilarious. But and then the little description that says she's going to sing some of her songs from Glee. I would kill to hear her sing Don't Run On My Parade. I really would. Like, I I think I would cry if I heard her sing that live. Because that... That song is still on my yeah, playlist. Yeah, it's on mine. But, like, makes me happier. It's so <laughs> good. Anyway. It's wild. I, I'm not. I'm going to stop ranting about this. I'm sure I'm on, like, minute seven of Leah Michelle. And that's more time than she deserves. But anyway, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Good For Your Weekend. And I would like to say thank you for my first episode. I'm so excited to help start a new era of Good for a Weekend. Um, and yeah, I, I'm excited to communicate with you guys and get to know you guys better too. So um, hopefully I get to chat with you guys soon on the socials. Uh, speaking of which, you can find us at GFA Weekend on Instagram and Twitter and at Good for a Weekend Podcast on TikTok if you're into that. We also have a Discord that's pretty poppin'. I joined last month and um, very good decision. Don't regret it at all. So you guys should join. Yeah, that was like your soft launch and do good for a weekend. <laughs> Look silently joining Discord. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I got in there because I didn't know what Discord was. I thought it was more like a Reddit, um, which I'm not into. Those kind of scare me. So so I looked at the Discord and I was like, oh, this is like a big group yeah. chat for Swifties. Like, it's so nice. And, you know, you don't have to respond if you don't want to, but it's fun to chat with people. Like, it's like a little group chat and I love it. So highly recommend. We also have our website, gfaweekend.com. Oh, last thing before we go. Guys, 
I think I have a Raya invitation. We can call off the search. I think I have it. Once I get on there, I will share more details. I don't want to jinx it, but I, I, we'll see. I was going to say, how could that not be your daydream? But we should probably wait until it's confirmed, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So we will wait. This has been a long time coming. Like a year. <laughs> Excited for you. Thank you. All right. We'll see you guys next time with our episode on Lena Dunham. You can also look forward to an episode on Secret Sessions, Swift Life, the app, Harry Styles. Well, oh, we got a Gigi episode coming up. Big things are planned. We're super excited. Please welcome MK to the team. Give her a shout out. Follow her on Instagram. And we'll see you guys next time. Gifa out. <laughs>